This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I am so glad to welcome back Ivan Mesa. Ivan is an editor for the Gospel Coalition. He also serves and teaches in his local church. Ivan and his wife, Sarah, are parents of three children, and they live in Augusta, Georgia. If you'd like to read more about Ivan and see the work that he does at the Gospel Coalition, be sure and check out thegospelcoalition.org. Ivan, welcome back to the podcast. I'm delighted to be back. Well, I'm delighted to have you, and I am looking forward to the passage you have today. What do you have? Yeah, Galatians 2.20, and I'm reading from the New American Standard. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. That's great. This is an amazingly key verse in Paul's letters. So why don't you put this verse in your own words? What's Paul saying? I died with Christ. I no longer live. I live through Christ who loved me and died for me. So it's interesting when you're talking about dying with Christ and living with Christ. I mean, so Jesus was alive and he was crucified about 2000 years ago, and yet we died with him and we're alive with him. Obviously, Paul's not speaking, you know, crazy language. I mean, this is really true. It really happened. What's going on here? How can you talk about the fact that when Christ died, we died? Like, can you can you help us think through what Paul's discussing here? Yeah, that's a great question. I, and I think in this verse, we are entering one of those deep end of the pools kind of mm-hmm. moments in scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think theologians refer to this as union with Christ. We see this imagery, especially in Paul's letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romans 6 would be another example. This, this doctrine that we are united to Christ. So in some way, what Christ experienced, what Christ endured, we too experienced and endured that with Christ. And I cannot plumb the depths of that and, and answer every single question, but there, there is a certain sense in which when Christ died on the cross, we died with him. And, uh, and when he was raised on the third day, we too were raised with him. And I think this whole doctrine of, of, of union with Christ is so paramount for us understanding what the Christian life is all about. Mm-hmm. So one practical way, and this is what, what uh, Paul does in, in Romans 6, he's talking about basically living as Christians. And so how can we live in sin when we have died with Christ? And he's basically saying, you are not, no longer your own. You were buried with Christ and you were raised with Christ. Therefore, no longer... Uh, dwell in sin. Don't don't sin any longer. That's not who you are anymore. Your mm-hmm. fundamental identity is no longer who you once were. You're now a new creature in Christ. And so that's just one practical way that rather than this abstract category of theologians, it really is very practical for us as we live out our Christian lives. So when we sin, it's no longer just reverting just to who we truly are. No, we we are actually a walking contradiction. Because we are in Christ, we're no longer identified and bound by that sin. So I'm not sure if that answers every single question, but it, it really is a precious truth that we come in this verse. 
you know, it just kind of makes me think like my kids, you know, they're part of my family. And this is not the exact imagery that Paul's using here, but, you know, they're united to me. So when our family goes in the car, they go with us. And when we go on Christmas vacation, they go with us. And what's true of mom and dad is true of our kids. And I think they're kind of blessed because of it. You know, when we go out to eat, they go out to eat. So I mean, oh. they, uh, you know, they, they are blessed because they're part of our family. And it really is amazing that God loves us and treats us like we're part of his family. And he's brought us into his family. No wonder this is such a pivotal part of Paul's thinking. Yeah. And as a friend of mine says, the the cross, what was a criminal trial became an adoption ceremony. Mm. And that's ex- essentially what took place at the cross. We were adopted into God's family. We, we were united to, to himself in that moment. I love that. So Ivan, how did this verse become important in your life? How has God used it with you? Yeah. So this is another verse that I've, that I've memorized. It has... Um, it's a it's a beautiful reminder. I, I think in our circles as Christians, we we like to criticize a a wrong kind of individualism. This kind of rugged individualism that's all about me, myself, and I. That mm-hmm. unholy trinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in in this verse, we see individualism at its sanctified best. So what, mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, mm-hmm. um, we can rightly talk about Christ dying for the church. And that is well and true. That's something that the Bible affirms. It is also true, though, that Christ died for me. If we are united to Christ by faith, we can rightly say, and the Apostle Paul gives us an example here of saying Christ died for me. And that's that's individualism. That's, that's individual uh, reality that... Um, Christ didn't just die for the church, but he died for me. And, and I think it just personalizes the gospel. Uh, there are dangers there, but I think one of the, one of the beauties there is just the, the reminder of Christ's love for each one of his children for yeah. whom he died for. And I think that's just a good reminder for us as we live out the Christian lives that Christ loves me. You know, I feel like children who have been raised in Christian homes and gone to church all of the lives that they can remember uh, are going to come up against this question. Like, oh, I know that I'm in a Christian family, but did Jesus die for me? And, you know, maybe it's a conversation that a parent is having with a child at bedtime, and they're having kind of an honest conversation there while uh, getting ready for bed. And I feel like that's such a such a relevant conversation. It's like, not what about everybody else? But, you know, what about me individually? Mm-hmm. And I think this verse definitely starts talking about Paul saying he didn't just love us and die for us, but he loved me and died for me. Amen. So how would you counsel a parent as they're talking to their child in this kind of scenario? What do you say to a child who says, well, this verse says he died for me. Did Jesus die for me? How do we talk to a child in this kind of scenario? That's a great question. And again, I'm I'm a, not a veteran parent here. I have three little ones. But even in this verse, we read, I live by faith in the Son of God. And what I would say is not so much to look at yourself, but to look at who? Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Paul is essentially teaching here and, and even throughout the book of Galatians is look to Christ. Over the years, I've, I've helped talk with folks who struggle with assurance of salvation, knowing, do they actually believe in Christ? And uh, the one reminder that I, that I always press home is it is not the quality of your faith. It's the object. Now to put it this in simple terms, don't look to yourself, look to Christ and even weak faith in a strong savior saves. 
And so the, the, the emphasis here is not on your own feelings or emotions, but is, am I trusting in Christ? So if, if it's a young child, I would again and again pray and encourage them, look to Christ. Uh, both the, the five-year-old and the 85-year-old need to hear that message. Mm. Christ saves. Even a little faith in Christ saves. Yeah, it's not the strength of our faith that saves us, right? Jesus, he saves us. He's the Savior. Amen. Isn't that always just wonderful to hear? It's not us, it's Jesus. I'm so thankful for that. Amen. Ivan, I'm so glad you took us to Galatians 2.20. Parents, if you've not taken time with your children in this verse, I hope that this episode will remind all of us that this is just a wonderful place to spend time in God's Word with our families. Ivan, would you take a moment and just pray this verse for all of us as we close? Absolutely. Father, thank you that in your great love, you sent your son to die for us on the cross. Savior, we thank you that you died for your bride, the church, and you died for sinners like me, and we rejoice over that. We pray, Lord, that our faith in the Lord Jesus would always remain steadfast and true. So, Father, keep our eyes focused on Christ in this day, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.